All right, let's rock another podcast. Welcome to Keo Conversations. My name is Mark Champagne, and it is my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. All right, so today we have Manu, otherwise known as Swish, on the show, who has built a multi-hyphenate career. He is a serial tech entrepreneur, current CEO and founder of TrueFan, LinkedIn youth editor, a TEDx speaker, Fortune 500 consultant to companies like Google and American Express, a venture capitalist, and also a UN youth ambassador. So that's a pretty loaded bio for anyone, frankly. Um, and I have to say having the opportunity to get to know Swish personally over the last few months. He's a really inspiring, incredible human being, and it's it's a real privilege to share this conversation with all of you. So I hope you enjoy the whole spectrum. Before we do dive in, if you are enjoying any of these conversations, please leave us a little love wherever you're listening. Those beautiful stars go a long way for all of us. And this podcast would not be possible without the support of Keo, which is our daily mental fitness app. All of these incredible people end up in app to help guide you through your daily reflection. So search KYO in the Apple App Store and it should show up. Thank you so much for your time, your attention, and have the absolute best day yet. So who are you? It's a deep question to start off with. <laughs> um, I think whenever I describe myself, I like to describe myself based on A, definitely not my age, uh, and B, definitely not, I think, what I know. It's more of the different things that I do and how that defines me. So first and foremost, entrepreneur, uh, been like that for a couple of years now, started various companies in various industries, wanting to learn more about problems that I had or my friends had. So right now, of course, working on TrueFan, which is an app and a platform that can help influencers and agencies and brands find who their top fans are and give them a portal to directly interact with them. Mm. Um, beyond that, I'm a speaker. So I speak under the National Speakers Bureau, and then I'm also a youth editor for LinkedIn, which is my go-to social platform. So I think those were like the three ways that I would describe myself. And if anyone ever asked, who are you? Um, I don't know if you were looking for a deeper answer, but that's kind of like the surface level. <laughs> sure. No, well, well, we'll definitely dive into some of the deeper things later in, in the chat, but that's that's perfect because that, that leads off to the next um, kind of chat. And that's really around, you know, how, how did you get to where you you currently are there's a lot of really awesome work that you've done uh you've started and sold and 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 now are on you know multiple different ventures so like where is all this coming from yeah i think firstly it comes from just a place of immense patience um it, it wasn't like it all happened overnight i think the big thing for me is i kind of just started with building stuff when I was 14, 16, and then 18. Um, and many of the things that I built early on, like an online incubator for rural entrepreneurs or an application that could help in the food sharing revolution all failed. But it still gave me a really, really good threshold on which to be able to understand how to build a team, how to build a product, how to come up with an MVP, how to raise money, all of these things I learned through, through the failed ventures. So that when I finally did get the, you know, the right backing with my last company, the wearables company, um, 
um, Trevor, who's an NBA player, was the perfect partner and the perfect person for me to be able to take what I'd learned throughout my young, I guess, younger days <laughs> uh, and being able to use that towards building something that was great. Um, I think that's honestly the best way to describe it. It wasn't like, again, it wasn't an overnight thing. It wasn't like I became a speaker. I became a LinkedIn youth editor with a lot of followers all just overnight. It was so much more of just like staying patient, staying with it and and thinking that, hey, if I really believe in this idea, maybe one day that'll come to fruition in the way that I want it to. Yeah, no. And it's, I mean, I know that you, you, you know, Gary V quite a bit. Um, and, and obviously that's something he, he talks a lot about, right? Mm-hmm. And because you, you, you see it all the time, right? You, you see the end results of years worth of work, essentially, right? Yep. Or we, and we see that on social media, we see it everywhere. So uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And, and I'm glad there's platforms today to, to talk about that, right? And, and mm-hmm. really be honest with it. But where, because, I mean, let's be serious. You, you've done a lot in, in you know, a very short time, let, let, let's say, right? So, like, where, where does that attitude come from? I mean, just everything you just listed off, you know, some people, well, obviously, depending on what you want to do, but people in, in a similar space, sometimes, some people it takes half their life to get to that point, right? Those failures, right. You know, going through rounds yep. of funding, all that stuff. So... Like when I was doing the research for this and, and, and following you for a little bit now, there's almost this theme of like you're able to, you're, you're a master connector, I think, and, and one, and I personally kind of benefited from having an incredible dinner with you and, and a few of your friends that um, is an art in itself. I mean, half of those people were all working together on some really fun projects. So from one dinner, right? So like where, where did this attitude of mindset come from? I I think the the attitude honestly comes from from a feeling of both restlessness and, and also excitement. Um, I think I just have a lot that I really want to accomplish, and sometimes I feel like I have a short window to do that in. Um, I know sometimes it's stupid. Like obviously, I know entrepreneurs can get started when they're 30, 35, 40. But for me, like my long term trajectory is to do this for a while, mm-hmm. and then pivot into the entertainment space, and then eventually down the road pivot in politics. And I don't know why, but. I just feel like I need to get going and there's an opportunity out there for an idea and the odd opportunity I've seen it go away very quickly. Okay. So anytime I do identify a white space, I really want to get going immediately. And that's something that I've kind of seen throughout like my life just as an entrepreneur is how fast ideas are able to germinate, especially in the private industry. You'll have like an idea and then maybe like a week or two later, somebody will be like, hey, by the way, did you like check this idea out that's super similar in like the UK or something like that? Mm-hmm. That happened to us with food share, right? The food sharing revolution app we were trying to go for, allowing people to share leftover excess food. Like I thought of the idea two years ago and then I think only a year and a half ago when we were concentrating on it quite a bit, a person came up to us and they're like, hey, there's an app called Olio, O-L-I-O, that's a food sharing revolution app in the UK, started by two Stanford grads. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, it's not like you can't do the idea anymore. I mean, yeah. for sure, you can you can start a competitor model in another country with another niche or whatever. But, you know, that just shows just how quick sometimes good ideas can be used by other people. And sometimes that first mover advantage isn't always there. And so I'm trying to always get that. And I'm always trying to see, all right, if there's a white space, is there a way I can immediately act on this idea right now? Yeah, I know. And thanks for sharing that. So is there, 
So I, I'd imagine there's there there's intuition that comes from that, right? Or there there are gut feelings that. Because where I'm going with this is, you know, if you fast forward to to now and some of the more recent ideas where, you know, something has come up and you've decided, you know, I no, I need to act on this now. Like, what are you doing personally uh, on, on a mental level to clarify those those moments? Because we all have them, right? We we all have these. Um, yeah, something comes up, um, but ninety five percent of people don't act on on those ideas, right? Mm-hmm. So, is there anything in your in your life that you have found as you're evolving through through this journey? And you know, you provided a perfect example where where you sat on an idea versus you know going for it right away. Like how. How have you evolved in, in that sense, or what are some things that you're doing to help identify those intuitive moments and to actually push forward with them? Uh, could, could you rephrase that a bit? Yeah, I'm just wondering if there's anything like just over the years um, going through those those different situations where ideas have come up. Like you've obviously noticed a evolution with yourself that. You know, in that in that case with the food sharing, mm-hmm. um, you know, the idea came up. You didn't really do anything with it, or that you, or I shouldn't say you didn't do anything. You did something with it. You know, later on, for example, when there's if someone already came came to the market with something in the UK. So, like, what's changed from that point to now, where you're really acting fast? Yeah, I think I think one is just knowing a little more about like who to go to immediately for various things. Like I think I've built up a decent network now of like web designers, graphic designers, app developers, just people that can get my idea going very quickly. And that's okay. honestly come just by putting myself out there, interviewing people, meeting a bunch of people, setting up meetups, networking, connecting people to each other. It's just come from a lot of really giving more than getting. And a lot of that giving would just without expectation of ever getting as well, which is the best kind in my opinion. Um, the second I think is also just more of knowledge on a structure basis on how, like, how to get going. You know, I think a lot of times people plan for way too much. I think I made a LinkedIn post about this actually yesterday, which is... Oh, sorry. Uh, can you hear me better, brother? Awesome. I was just saying, I think I think one another problem is, is planning too much. I made a LinkedIn post about this yesterday where I think that a lot of people tend to like plan for like six, seven months and then either jinx themselves out of an idea or instead of jinxing themselves out of it, somebody takes their idea and the white space is gone, like I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. So what I like to do now is I literally only force myself to plan an idea out and write it down for like a week. And then I get right into the testing process, which is building a prototype. So if I'm building an app, I go on envision.com, build a simple prototype. If I'm building a service, I just try knock on doors and ask random strangers about the idea and I get data feedback that I'm able to incorporate into making that idea better and knowing whether or not it's something I want to pursue. Yeah. It kind of goes to that notion of, you know, try something quick and and also fail fast if, if, if it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. So you talked a little bit about connecting and the network and, you know, you've, you've met a lot of really great people. There are some idols in your life that I think, you know, obviously you met for the first time. Um, I remember reading a little bit about Gary um, and that whole process on how you 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 lined up a meeting with him. What I'd love to know um, is right before you meet someone like him, or pick any any other person that you really idolized. Like in your mind, what does the first what what are the ten minutes before going into that meeting look like in your head? 
I don't know. I didn't really, I don't really give it that much thought. I kid you not. Like I, I think the 10 minutes okay. before just me being casual and just, I, like I love talking to the teams, honestly, near the people that I idolize. Normally the teams like that, that they work with are just super interactive and want to talk to you. So like with Gary, for example, I met my roommate, Elliot, who was at the time has had a growth in strategy just by hanging outside and just talking to him. And sure. I realized, like, damn, you're a 19 year old kid out of Sweden who's crushing it on Instagram, and has literally gotten Elliot, uh, so not Elliot, Gary from 600,000 to 2.2 million followers in under a year. Like, you're damn talented. So I think yeah. a lot of times <laughs> the people working alongside that person you idolize are killer. And if you can spend some time just talking to them, interacting with them, at the end of the day, just being casual, not being nervous, and viewing the person you idolize as a human being more than anything else that has an agenda, that wants to get through the day, and that has this meeting with you, it's the best way to keep it interactive, upbeat, and just energetic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, glad, you, I'm glad you said that because, um, I mean, that, that, that's a true answer, right? Essentially, it's, it's, it's being real, it's being yourself, and, and not going into that planning mode or thinking of what you're going to say or... Or trying to calm. I mean, you, you obviously have certain techniques for yourself going through that to calm your mind and if there's any nerves present. So um, that, that's great insight. You know, having having chatted with with people like the Garys of the world and and their team, frankly, and like, are there any any mental practices? Because I, I definitely want to jump into some of the, the things that you do on a consistent basis that keep you really at the top of your game, personally and professionally. But before we get into that, is there are there any nuggets that you're pulling from from these people that you're seeing that are almost turning into themes uh, from, from a mindset perspective? I think the overarching thing is just a two things actually. Actually, two things. One is rest. Um, it's, okay. it's vital and it's very important. I don't think it gets talked a lot about in the entrepreneurship scene. Um, well, let's talk about that. What do you mean by that? Just good night's sleep or? Uh, it's, it's, it's good night's sleep. It's napping. It's whatever just can get your mind to get the adequate amount of hours of time off that it needs. Um, it's not even that like, oh, you need to sleep eight hours a day. It's that your mind at a certain point just needs rest to be able to take in all the ideas that you've thought about, to be able to properly organize them and in order to give you a fresh slate on which to act upon so so i really think it doesn't matter if you sleep five hours or four hours or six hours just try to hit a quota that makes you feel as if you're ready to go as opposed to you're being forced to go i think there's a difference and honestly when you sleep four or five hours you realize that difference very quickly when you wake up being like oh i don't want to get up but to like all right i'm ready to go the day's waiting for me let's fucking do this um the second part i think is meditation I, i don't know like i never used to be a person that was into things like yoga or into things like like spin classes or soul cycle or anything like that but okay i've actually just noticed that with a lot of the older entrepreneurs especially like gary and stuff they're just trying to stay healthy and fit um and from a mentality perspective they're honestly trying to engage themselves in things like meditation because it allows them to take all the chaos that they're surrounded with and distill it down to very simple messages that allow them to be able to know which ones I should concentrate on and which ones I should put away. And that's great. Like you can imagine a person like Gary, like, you know, I have a hard time managing my calendar. He has someone doing it for him, but I bet you sometimes he's like, holy fuck, like how many meetings am I taking today? Or how many places am I traveling? Or how many keynotes do I have to give? Or how many people do I have to shake hands with? Like, I bet 
too gets ridiculous for him. And then within that, all that chaos, he needs to still run a business. Mm-hmm. And so he needs to know where to prioritize his energy and where to put his mind to. And I think that's something that even a younger entrepreneur like myself can learn from. Where do you think, because this this is a popular topic, obviously, and, and we see this a lot in the work that we're doing with Keo. But right. what surprises me, you know, interviewing so many uh, people for the platform is that because what you just mentioned, meditation, I'd say 80% of the people I, I've interviewed are meditating and 100% of them are have some sort of reflective practice. But it seems like just in the last couple of years that we're finding out about people like Ray Dalio from Bridgewater that's been meditating for 25 years. Like, what do you think the shift is? Like, why are we just hearing about this stuff now? I don't know. I think it's also like it's a popular topic, obviously. Um, yeah. You know, it's the reason why things like Headspace, SoulCycle, the, even the Equinox to a certain degree, like fitness, mental fitness has become very important. But I think beyond anything else, I think it's also just transparency. I think people are, are willing now to open up to the fact that like, oh, you know, like mental fitness is as important as how intelligent I am or where I went to school or what my results were in the, in the battlefield. Sure. And I think that preparation is starting to be something that a lot of people can replicate very easily to their to their own standard. No, I agree. So what are some of the non-negotiables then in, in your life, in your mental or, or physical practices? And, and when I say non-negotiables, think, you know, you're on the road a lot. So when you're traveling um, and you're outside of, let's say, your normal routine, yep. what, are, what are the things that are staples? Uh, staples, huh? Or that you try to make staples. We can put it that way too. <laughs> I think a, eating really correctly. Like honestly, when I'm traveling and stuff, I just make sure that I eat a lot. Um, you know, okay. I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but like, I, I still eat so much that I think I'm, I'm feeling upbeat and ready to go all the time. The, the second, I think even beyond anything else is calling my parents, calling my mom. I call my mom pretty much every day, which is weird. I know, but, <laughs> but no, it's something that I do just because for me, she's the one person that can simplify this world very easily. And whatever problem I have, she'll distill it down into like very easy things that I can think about. Like recently, for example, I was all concerned about the whole name change that we had to do from super fan to true fan because we couldn't mm-hmm. trademark super fan. And she was just like, why are you getting so stressed about it? Like there's nothing you can do. You've picked a new name. Super fan is definitely not the name you're going with. So now just think about other names and just have that attitude, you know, forget about the fact that you can't trademark super fan, get over it. There's no changing that. Yeah. Great advice. So just, you know, those are the types of things that sometimes make me think like, huh, you know, like things are a lot more simple if I just distill it down into the things that I can control and into the things that I can't. And if you concentrate on the things you can't control and put your energy towards that, it's a lot better. Sure. So has she, because it sounds like she provides, well, she provides another perspective, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and a, a kind of a, a voice of, of, of reason or grounding. Has, yeah. has she always played that that role in your life? Yeah, 100%. 100% throughout. Um, you know, sometimes the advice will be absolute crap. I'm hoping she's not listening to this. <laughs> but uh, but sometimes, you know, and actually most times, sorry, I'm, uh, most times it's, it's very, very good. Um, and, I, and I really, really think that that for for her, the number one thing that she likes providing is more than anything, just a very good emotional balance. So like sometimes she'll, you know, definitely tell me like, this is concerning, you should go after this opportunity, like apply right away or look into it. But sometimes she'll also just be like, 
enjoy your life don't don't go running after things that fast like make sure to take in the small moments make sure to remember who your friends are and spend time with them so it's a really good emotional balance that i think she reminds me of yeah i love it i feel like i need to call your mom <laughs> yeah you <laughs> <laughs> could use her the hours are from 12 p.m to 5 p.m <laughs> yeah exactly that's funny so uh, are, are there any of those kind of self-reflective moments that that you do on your own as well um because the reason I ask that is that that's powerful. I mean, and that is also just to be transparent. That's a that's a very strong theme in in, in the conversations I've been having um, for people with key or with Keo that are associated with it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, everything we're doing is is circulated around questions, which your which your mom is for, is providing for you. But for people that don't have that relationship, any advice on where or how they can go about? filling that that gap because i think it's so critical in in terms of people who don't have what sir don't have well you have it with with, with your mom which is which yeah. is fantastic right yeah um she's essentially almost filling a mentor type position yeah right so do you, i guess i can phrase the question another way do you have any other people in your life that and you don't have to name names but that fill that role and you know how would that be different or if you don't you know for others as well like how how important do you feel going through all of your entrepreneurial experiences? Is that that void in someone's in someone's network? Let's say if they don't have it, I, I think I think it's a definitely like going out finding a mentor, and that's pretty straightforward and easy. Honestly, in my opinion, like if you just start a podcast or an interview publication, you go out and interview a bunch of people. Like you'll find experts that really love your personality, really love what you do, love the questions you're asking, and appreciate that you're providing them value up front. So. Mm-hmm. That's one. I think two is just building a really good support group. Like, you know, I remember that like a couple of weeks ago, you know, I just hosted a little dinner and had you and some other people come out. But, you know, I'd love to make things like that weekly in whatever city you're in. If you know like four or five other entrepreneurs, if you know four or five other creators, if you know four or five other executives, account managers, whatever it is, who have similar interests or are doing similar things, bring them out together into a meetup setting and just see if you can make it a regular weekly thing where you guys all provide each other advice. You guys are all supporting each other and you're getting each other's, you know, not only the good moments, but also just the bad moments at work and really helping each other grow. Yeah. I have to pause you on that because uh, let, let's let's talk about that dinner because that's one of the first times um, I have to say like you you really uh, what would be the word orchestrated or 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 led that dinner in in such a great way because I mean it, it was obviously casual it was like you said like minded individuals coming together and but it, but there was also a structure to it right I mean I remember at one point okay you know let's all go around the table let's let's just get to know each other. What are you working on? And then it quickly shifted into like, where do you need help? Right. And, but it came from such a true, you know, like safe and kind of passionate place that it wasn't the typical reaching out kind of cold to someone saying, I need help here. Like people, people really wanted to, to offer some, some help or guidance. And like you said, because we're all going through kind of the ups and downs of, of the entrepreneurship world. Um, and that support is, is critical. And uh, like just on our side, I mean, we just finished doing some some awesome pro bono design work for, you know, um, the Water for Peace with with James and like things like that. Just just light me up. Right. And um, there's there's a ton of other op- the other uh, projects that are that are taking place. So, hey, I just want to thank you on the show, but also no highly, highly encourage anyone listening um, to set them up. 
and it, it, you know, it's just a matter of a few texts or emails to meet here and let's, let's chat type thing and bring your friends. A hundred percent. And I, again, I'd encourage more people doing that. It's the, it's the number one way I think to, to really just get started and, and to really start, start finding your niche and, and who you want to connect with and, and who you want to be, be in business with. Yeah. All right. I'm going to p- pivot a little bit. Um, at one point during their conversation, you, you pretty clearly laid out a roadmap for yourself in terms of your interests. And it, it went right to the point of, of getting into politics. And um, I saw that somewhere else too. So you mentioned something about a, a, a political talk show uh, commentator. So I definitely want to get a little insight on where that's coming from. But mm-hmm. before that, Swish, like, what, what, what does it look like for you? Clearly you, you have goals set, right? Or you, you do some, some personal development or some planning. Like, what does that practice look like for you? Yeah, I mean, I think two things. Uh, one is definitely being able to write down my goals um, on a weekly, monthly, and yearly basis, which really helps. Okay. Um, I have a vision, of course, for where I want to be five to ten years from now, but that's a little more vague and not as concrete. But normally, beneath each weekly goal, I'll write down steps that I need to go and act on in order to achieve it. So I'm very practical about the goals. It's not like, you know, become seven foot tall by the end of the week, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's more of like, you know, start on this lead um, or generate five leads or come out with a launch and promote, you know, true fan and two publications. And I know exactly what I need to do in order to be able to achieve that. Okay. The second, I think, is having people who hold you accountable to those goals. Um, from a personal development perspective, I have three to four people around me that I look up to greatly who will remind me of why I'm doing what I'm doing on the days especially where I don't feel like doing it. And secondly, I have people who remind me of things that I need to get done. Uh, and they'll put pressure on me intrinsically, just not even by telling me, but by doing the things that they do. Okay. And how often are you, let's, let's get tactical, like how often are you touching base with these people? Oh, like every day, literally, like we're all in a group chat together. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's it's super, it's super like, hey, like literally the final question we ask ourselves at night is what did you achieve today? And we just have to put down one thing that we achieved. And sometimes, honestly, it's hard to even think of it. And it's like, they wouldn't even say anything. But like, if, it, if I feel like it's hard to say something that I achieved that was, you know, moving the needle for true fan or my speaking or LinkedIn or whatever, that's when I've realized like, oh crap, like the weekly or the daily goal was not met. Okay. And when you're, when you're mapping out your daily and weekly goals, how are you doing that? Are you, are you physically writing them down? Are you using software? Like what's the process? Just mainly on like a to-do list, like a note. Okay. I use notes. Like I have like 3000 notes now on my phone. I'm just freaking weird. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've, I find my notes app is actually starting to slow down. So I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's an issue there. That's funny. Cool. All right. We are back with Swish that had a little bit of a work emergency. So let's, let's role play here a little bit. What happened? Yeah, man. So like literally while I was in the podcast, I get an email from the Raptors uh, asking if we're interested in coming in and just capturing some basic footage of the arena and sharing a promotion that they're doing to be able to get one Raptors fan to win a free ticket to a Cleveland Cavaliers game for game three when they go to Cleveland. So like in the middle of that, I literally was like, they were like the time window is about a 15 to 20 minute time window. So please let me know ASAP. And I'm just like, ah, no. (laughs) so many questions about yes. it. Yeah, I had so <laughs> many questions about the campaign. So eventually, by the way, we're not going to be doing it. But 
stuff like this just happens so much. So that's another thing, by the way, too, is, you know, I know we were talking about things that you need to be prepared for and things that, you know, can get you ahead. It's like staying adaptive is one of those things as well. You know, it's your, your email. Like I have three emails now just separated based on work and personal and then random. And, and sometimes I'll just go crazy because I'll be getting like hit up on each email with different opportunities and learning a when to say no, but be like, which ones to take on. It's just so important. Uh, well, thanks for sharing that because I, I think that is a really good glimpse into like the everyday, right? So you, you've got the mm-hmm. three emails, but let's let's not forget about you've got some pretty serious traffic coming through LinkedIn, I'd imagine, and Instagram. Like we just have so many channels, right? So, mm-hmm. like, how do you how do you balance that then? Like, where do you do you set certain times? I guess I'm leaning towards social right now, but even 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 checking emails. I mean, the, you know, something that just came in, like that's a pretty big deal, right? You, you've got to kind of get on that. But if you're always going in and checking, you know, Instagram or LinkedIn, I mean, I feel like we we, we could just never can get any work done, right? Like, what what's yeah. worked for you? Honestly, like, here's the thing. I I don't want to sound as if like I figured everything out because I really haven't. Like there's still days when, you know, like I'll go through and I'll be like, crap, I'm so disorganized and I'm not (laughs) doing things correctly. But honestly, having that like daily to-do list really helps me manage my time well. Um, So there isn't honestly that much that's like random. Like things like this, like the Raptors coming up does happen maybe like once or twice a week um, where you get like a a decently big opportunity come up and you have to make a split decision on whether or not you want to do it or not but like for the most part everything's fairly scripted um and everything's to do with the calendar and as long as i have a priorities list of what i need to accomplish i'm able to stay very focused on the top three four things that i need to do um for example like today you know in the top three four things that i need to do was get on a call with mark and do this podcast which i'm really really excited about um sure. but that's why that like I know. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. I think it's going pretty well so far. Yeah. But, um, you know, maybe later on, like my priorities are obviously going to shift right past 12 p.m. The whole script might flip and I might have like the number five then become the number th- two thing. But um, I think what one what people run into a problem is when they don't either have a priorities list or they don't stick to it and they start, you know, thinking of every other opportunity that they can do as something that they can add into their list. Um, and at the end of the day, they realize like, oh shit, I didn't actually accomplish anything. Like I was trying to accomplish X, Y, and Z, but instead I like went after B and I didn't even look at X ever. So, (laughs) so I think it's honestly sticking to your priority list once you've constructed it, which I think A will make your day a little more, you know, calm and not as chaotic, but B, even when you are in the midst of chaos, it still provides you some basic structure that you can always fall back on. That's really valuable. Really. Thanks for sharing that. Because I I think any, any entrepreneur listening, um, can relate to the highs and lows of basically every day. Right. And, and something like that is, I think just a great, simple, I'm, maybe I'm simplifying that, but it you know seems like a simple practice, right? To just keep going back to that list, right? Because you nailed it, you know, priority number five might shift or, or, or swap with three, but if you don't have three and five on the list to begin with, then you know you're kind of stuck, right? Or you're 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 treading water a little bit. So great advice. Um, I, I definitely want to respect your time just in case, um, you know, the Raptors call back again for another yeah. <laughs> great opportunity. So I definitely want to get um, your three, three reflective questions that either circulate in your life on a, on a frequent basis 
um, or during big life-changing events. And, and just uh, in case you don't know, those, those questions will actually go straight into the app. Uh, and the whole idea behind that is people listening or read this interview and are able to add those questions to their template and hopefully you know, enrich their life a little bit more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So can you just repeat the latter part of that question, sir? Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, you mean how, it's, how it integrates into the app? Yeah. 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 So there, so this podcast will actually live in a, uh, we call it the world section or it's an inspiration section, let's say. And there's, there are interviews and packs in there. Packs are topic specific and interviews are what we're doing now, obviously. Um, but when someone lands in there, they will, they will see the show notes, the link to the podcast, but there's another little tab in there that have three questions from each guest. And, you know, they could be as simple as, you know, what am I, what am I grateful for today? Or what do I really need to prioritize today? It's just the questions that you find in your life personally right. that you mm-hmm. ask yourself. Yeah, man, there, there's, uh, there's so many on. <laughs> sure. I, so you know what the number, the number one, the one that I've been thinking of, especially for the last month is, is very simple, which is what makes me happy. I love it. And I don't know. I th- I think that question honestly really just helps simplify. Like, what am I feeling great about, and what am I not feeling great about? You know, like mm-hmm. there's certain parts of entrepreneurship that make me just you know to the bone angry. Sure. Uh, example, for example, is like converting a word document into a PDF and then having to go back the other way. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But sure, it, it, sure. those are like the small things that I yeah. just hate, you know, like all the accounting, the budgeting, the financial accounting. projections, all of that. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, dude, the taxes, like doing yeah. those, like, you know, like it, it all pisses me off. But here's the thing, right? Like, I think when you ask that question to yourself, what makes me happy every single day? Not only do you come up with a list of just you know, positive things that can, that can make you feel happy and proud and, and make you smile. But I think it also allows you to concentrate more of your focus on the things that make you happy, which sure. in my opinion, sometimes tend to be the things that you're really good at. So I think a lot of people always ask this, I'm like, Hey, what am I good at? But instead of asking yourself that, I would recommend people just ask what makes you happy because somewhere in there is an overlap between what you're good at and what you're born to do and what you should do because it's your passion. That's yeah. the overlap, which is what makes you happy. Great insight. You have a couple more? Yeah, man. Uh, the second is definitely who am I grateful for? Um, I, I, especially now, uh, I've had, you know, pretty brutal personal, um, personal situation over the last couple of months with parents getting divorced and and then my grandfather not my grandfather well no my grandfather not my my mom's dad um my, my grandfather passing away so oh, sorry um, to hear about that i think no worries i think i think the big thing that i've taken away from all of this is you know given the fact that it happened in such a like a one month two month window mm-hmm. the biggest thing i took away from it is you know realizing how important the people are around me Sure. And starting to, to make sure that uh, if I am grateful for them and if I do love them, I do tell them and I, I do remind them. It isn't like I remind them every day, of course, but it's like, you know, um, even a simple like just thanks for being you um, or I really appreciate everything you've done for me uh, once in a while can can really just set the tone for your relationship and, and bring people closer to you than ever before. So um, yeah. I definitely love thinking about that a lot. Uh, and, and when I can help someone I do. And when I can thank someone or recognize someone for setting up an intro, um, or for coming to an event of mine or for just, you know, honestly, just being there when, when times are tough, I, I make sure I tell them and, and they, and they know about it. Um, the third and final thing, uh, is, is pretty neat, which is what do I want the next month of my life to look like? Um, and this is something I started this week, 
Um, it's not something, honestly, that I've actually held up very well. I've only done this, I think, twice now this week. But, you know, it's something I want to do every day before going to bed is um, trying to think, all right, based on what happened yesterday, what happened the day before and what happened today, what do I want my next month to look like? And I want to see how that progresses into the next month. I want to see if my answer on May 2nd will be the same as my answer on May 28th. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping it'll be different. I'm really hoping it'll be different because that means that by May 28th, a lot has changed and I've moved the needle, which is what I try to go to bed with that feeling every single day. I always try to go to bed with the feeling that in some way I've moved forward in some aspect of my life, I've moved forward and I'm moving the needle. It's a great, great question. And um, I'll interject a little bit and maybe provide another layer on that question since you're just starting it. Because I, I started mm -hmm. doing that this year as well, actually. And it's it's coming again from these interviews. But, you know, what you can add on that is what, you know, what do I want my next, the next month to look and feel like? The, yeah. The, the, the feeling part is really where a lot of the magic happens, right? I want to, you, you know, you pick, pick whatever the statement is, but... Um, and I've been blown away. I've been writing this out and I'm about to do it for, for this month. I'm two days behind or three days behind, I guess. But when you, when you go back and look at those months that have passed, it's always shocking to see, um, how much of that stuff has come true when, mm -hmm. you, when you're projecting out, right? It's, um, it's crazy. So uh, I'm excited next time we, ch next time we chat to see how that whole journey is going for you, because it's, uh, it, it's come up a few times now in this show and in podcasts that I listen to that people are doing this and it's, it's, I think it's a game changer. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think the best part about it too, is there's just so much out there in the form of personal development and self-learning these days that, uh, there's really no excuse not to just get started with a simple, you know, yeah. mantra or just a simple thing that you remind yourself every day or a question you ask yourself. And honestly, you can make the difference. Like it sounds stupid. It actually feels a bit stupid when you start doing it for the first time. You're like, why am I doing this? Like, why is it so important? But you'll start to realize that in a world where we live in, you know, with so much chaos, especially if you're an entrepreneur, so much is unknown, so much is changing. It's always great having one or two things in your life that are constant. And especially if those can be things that invigorate thoughts within you or, you know, evoke emotions within you. Those are the things that you should absolutely prioritize and keep in your life. Yeah, I agree. And um, a lot of that starts with, with these questions. So, so thanks for, for sharing them. It's, um, it's crazy. Cause I mean, you know, we're not inventing questions. We're not inventing these practices, no. but what's, what always blows my mind is, is again, like you said, you know, there's so much information out there. There's, there's, all the podcasts, the books, everything, like, you know, pick your, pick your source, whatever you need, right? Like I listen to Gary for a certain mood that I need, or I'll listen to Tim Ferriss for another thing or Arianna Huffington for something else, right? It's all out there, but they're all, all doing these practices, all asking powerful yeah. questions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like not 50%, not 80%, all of them. So it's, uh, and, and so are you. And, and here we are, right? With some really powerful questions that hopefully can help others kind of get get going into practice like this so 100 percent. so thank 100%. you and uh the last thing for sure two last questions one um where can people start following you and the journey uh with true fan by the time this airs uh true fan will be out uh which yes. is very exciting so yes. where's the best place to uh follow that journey yeah, so I mean, if you're if you're a brand um, with a significant customer base, um, and if you're an influencer that has 
you know, some influence. <laughs> um, so we're talking, you know, you don't have to be like a person with a million followers. You can literally have like 10,000 plus, and we'd love to, to have you on our platform to start off with. We're in private beta, of course. So the best way to reach out to us is truefan.io. Uh, T-R-U-F-A-N dot I-O. That's our website. Um, there's a contact us form where you can directly reach us or you can just sign up for the early access to our beta. Um, beyond that, for me personally, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. Um, I've actually started promoting that a little more because I okay. realized how much I kind of like the direct conversations that are happening there. Um, I think LinkedIn's a bit saturated for me right now, so don't connect with me there. And if <laughs> sure. you do connect with me there, then please include a personalized note just saying that you've be heard patient. about me through the podcast. Yeah, be patient yeah. and include a personalized note. But Twitter is the best way to reach me. You can reach me at, at GhostWish, so at G-O-S-W-I-S-H. Um, I promise I'm not a narcissist. That's just my last name combined with my nickname, Swish. But um, – those yeah those are the best ways to to really reach out and and honestly like if you are listening to this point um please do reach out uh it's very simple i'm very approachable i'm hopefully very friendly i think that's what people tell me um and hopefully we can find a way to be able to work together and help each other out yeah i can and thank you i can validate all of those those great things you just said you you you, you're an awesome person uh i want to acknowledge you for for the incredible work that you're doing out there and most importantly for giving back um, you know, I think a lot of people helped you through your journey and continue to help you and, you know, as, as small as it may be as these little dinners and get togethers, I mean, they mean the world, um, to all of us, right. Try navigating these waters and, and basically just trying to, you know, create some good out there. So thank you for, for that mindset that you throw out in the world. Absolutely. hundred percent. And thank you to people like you who allow us to share our voices. <laughs> you know, honestly, like if you're, if you're a person that, that has a podcast or you have an interview series, um, I think you know probably how hard it is to not only find people to get onto the podcast, but also just to be able to routinely start doing these episodes and following up and also managing your own life. So I do sure. appreciate you getting me on and, and starting something like this. Thank you. Last question. What, as we uh, sit here today and chat, what makes you smile right now? Right now, I think uh, I'm, I'm hoping the Raptors will win tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> that thought, honestly, I can't really think of anything else. It's game day today, game two against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm hoping we win. Uh, and if we do win, that smile will become even bigger. Awesome. Thank you so much. 